Are you in compliance with the FinCEN Beneficial Ownership CDD rules? Institutions must now perform enhanced due diligence on any covered legal entity's beneficial owner with 25% or more ownership, as well as for one individual with significant control of the entity. When a new account for a covered legal entity is opened, financial institutions must collect the following information on up to five individuals, the name, date of birth, address, and a social security number. FinCEN provides a certification form for collecting this data. And while the rule states that its use is not required as long as the necessary information is collected, using the form will likely yield the best results. One other difference between this and consumer due diligence, institutions can rely on copies of identifying documents rather than originals. The CDD final rule also adds a fifth pillar to anti-money laundering programs. Institutions are required to understand the nature of the customer relationships, including legal entity customers. To develop a customer risk profile for ongoing monitoring and reporting of suspicious activity. For institutions that have not yet complied with this requirement by FinCEN, the mandatory compliance date has passed. The date was May 11, 2018. By this point, you should have someone already assigned to lead this effort, preferably someone who has BSA, AML compliance, and project management experience. If you're new to the compliance industry and your organization is just getting started with AML BSA, we will take the time and walk you through certain steps that you should follow in order to carry out your requirements. If you haven't done so already, I would strongly suggest that you read through the final rules to understand exactly what you're required to do um, as a representative for your institution. You should build a team of vested players that have an interest in oversight of compliance within the organization. And the areas of the team, they should originate from senior management, compliance, risk management, marketing, corporate communications, and employee training. It would be a good idea to hold your first project team meeting as soon as possible and discuss how this rule differs and what your institution is doing now. Or if you're new to the compliance arena, what you need to be doing in the future and moving forward. A key task that should come out of this meeting is an inventory of your current legal entity customer database in order to estimate the rules full impact. Remember, even though current accounts are grandfathered under this rule, anytime an existing legal entity customer opens a new account, this due diligence must be performed.
The next steps would include identifying the policies, processes, and systems that will require changes. If you have a change management office, get this project on its radar as soon as possible. In addition, if you use a third-party provider to handle your OFAC watch list screening, 314A request, or CTR and SAR aggregation, learn their timelines for incorporating any changes to systems or software. Now it's time to update policies. The BSA requires board approval and any policy updates, so shoot for having all rewrites ready for board approval as soon as possible. At a minimum, you will need to address the following. As far as BSA AML policy, the overview and purpose would need to be reviewed. You would address the scope of the rule, including customer and account type exemptions, as well as the addition of the fifth pillar to your AML program. For CIP, you would, you would need to define the risk-based approach your institution will use to conduct beneficial owner due diligence and identify the nature of that relationship. As far as suspicious activity, you will need to explain how your bank or your organization will compile its customer risk profiles and use them to identify and report suspicious activity. And lastly, you will need to consider your record keeping. Ensure that identifying records are kept for five years after the account is closed and verification records for five years after the record is made. Reviewing your OFAC policy will be essential. Run all identified beneficial owners through watch list screening. Although opening an account for someone on a watch list is not an OFAC violation, it becomes one when they conduct their first transaction. The person responsible for compliance oversight would now need to turn your focus to updating your processes and your procedures. They will be tremendously important in reaching that compliance state. And while the rule is specific about beneficial ownership due diligence, it is less clear about the fifth pillar. Unfortunately, institutions don't have the luxury of being vague in their procedures. They must provide specific guidance to frontline staff on conducting this enhanced due diligence. Here are some items to think about as you make your updates or your development of your procedures and processes. In this segment, we will cover beneficial ownership, identification and verification. I'm going to kind of touch on a few items that you will need to consider. You need to decide whether you use FinCEN certification form. If so, remember that you can add to it, but not subtract from it. If using your own form, you must capture the same data. Then you must determine what additional information, if any, you want to collect beyond the certifications forms for data points, like noting the percentage of ownership for each beneficial owner. 
Identify who is allowed to open a legal entity account, for example, an officer, owner, or partner. Outline how all beneficial ownership information should be collected, including how you would how you will obtain social security numbers, which are not included on many forms of identification. Decide when the beneficial owner information should be obtained. If within a set period after account opening, develop procedures for closing the account if it's not collected within that time frame. Determine whether the legal entity accounts can be opened via phone or online, and if so, identify procedures for collecting the identifying information and verification documentation. Understand who is exempt and explain that in your procedures. Determine what happens if a beneficial owner refuses to provide the required information. The fifth pillar involves understanding the relationship and developing the risk profile. Let's touch on some key points. You must first identify any other data you deem necessary for creating a risk profile. This might include verifying the entity's legal status through the Secretary of State or its equivalent. And since state laws always vary, you must develop procedures for any states or countries in which you conduct business. Outline any additional questions to ask the beneficial owner in order to form an adequate baseline for identifying unusual activity. For example, an international wire transfer for a customer who has never indicated the need for one. Determine how to monitor legal entity customer relationships so that any changes to its beneficial ownership control mission or banking needs are appropriately accounted for. In the next stage, employees and customers need to be educated about the enhanced due diligence. For employees, ensure their training identifies rules full impact and their role in fulfilling your institution's compliance. Customer education may be trickier especially because legal entity customers are not accustomed to providing this type of information when opening an account. So they're not caught off guard. Begin with an information campaign ahead of the mandatory compliance. You can equate the change to the consumer due diligence requirements that follow 9-11. Your institution or organization should be ready to conduct final testing as well, which will allow enough time to make adjustments and fully implement the mandatory compliance requirements. Several institutions and organizations might elect to incorporate the fifth pillar, or they may choose to de-risk as a consequence of the fifth pillar. But limiting legal entity account openings for existing new or customers. Finally, ensure your thorough understanding of the fifth pillar and use the guidance provided by FinCEN to determine how much risk you are willing to take. And, yeah, and how you will manage that risk. Thank you for your time, and I hope this information helps you in your process.